Awesome. You're speaking to Francho from The Fallen Prophets and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast right now. But fish pizza? Yeah, I'm a pizza yeah. snob. I'm from New York where the best pizza in the world is. Yeah, but like I'm a pescatarian. I don't eat meat. Okay, but I just like regular cheese pizza. Fish is meat. No, I know. it is. But you're kind of you're kind of splitting hairs here. No, pescatarian means you can eat seafood. You can make up anything you want, but it's still meat, right? Well, I'm a chicken steakatarian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't chicken eat fish. <laughs> But I love that. Fish pizza? <laughs> yeah, no. Even better, tuna pizza. And you're talking yeah. tuna out of a can? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that is so fucked up. <laughs> that might I be more fucked up, the most fucked up thing I've heard in a while. Well, I also do these like um um like oven baked sandwiches where there's like roast, then you put some um like tomato sauce. And then you put like this sort of like a mayo thing that is very. Then there's tuna, (laughs) and then there's pineapple again, and shitloads of cheese. So the Finns are not known for their culinary prowess. I I get, I get, I I can see how pineapple and tuna go together. I can, I can understand that. It's beautiful, but I'm still doing that cooking video, and this is now going to be it. You know, but fish pizza, yeah, (laughs) and fish. Canned fish pizza. Well, I, I personally, I can't eat fish unless it's oh. the only reason I eat tuna is so I have an excuse to eat mayo. That's that's really. I don't like mayo, but do you put cilantro on your tuna? Oh God, <laughs> I'm so allergic to cilantro. Don't even get me started. Cilantro tastes like soap, so no. I like it. Chris is highly allergic to it. Oh my God! Oh. If I eat cilantro, it's like I've taken a hit of. Uh, psychedelic drugs. Really? Oh God, it's fucked. My wife didn't. My wife didn't believe me when we first met. I told her like, I can't have cilantro. She's like, why? So I tell her these stories about what happens. So we went to our friend's wedding, and we had just gotten together. We were only together for like four months at this point, but we go to Mexico, and um, I'm eating. I'm eating at the buffet. And I take a bite, and she goes, Chris, there's cilantro in that. And I was like, oh, well, it's already in my mouth. So, okay. So we're just sitting there, and all of the sudden, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, what do you mean? What's going on? And she's just like, you were just rambling on for the last five minutes about how white the ceilings were and the uniforms, and then you were staring at a bug on the fucking window talking about how amazing bugs were and i had no recollection of any of that and i was oh just so high it was crazy so it's like catnip for you oh Chris, my i've never heard of anything like this like i'm one of the people for whom cilantro tastes like soap like like detergent but this what the yeah. fuck is that? <laughs> oh man my buddy ken we cilantro went your lsd like i want that allergy and, my buddy, and it's cheap at my buddy Ken Stag, we went into Bellingham, Washington, and we all went out for Mexican food. This is before I knew, you know, what would cause problems for me. And so we're eating nachos and salsa. And then I'm like, 
Oh, hey guys, I'll be right back. I just got to go use the washroom. So I went to the washroom and I came back and all my food is wrapped up and like everything's wrapped up. And I'm like, what the fuck? I have two beers sitting in front of me that I didn't even drink because they ordered me beers. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was just gone for five minutes. What's happening? They're like, dude, we've been looking for you for a fucking hour. Where were you? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I was just in the bathroom. They're like, no, you weren't in the bathroom. We went, (laughs) we went there. You weren't there. And I was like, no, I just left the bathroom. I, I know I did. I just walked out. They're like, no, you weren't there. We were out looking on the pier for you. We had no idea what the fuck happened. And I was just like, that's great. Okay. Uh, where did you go to a different dimension for an hour and then just pop back? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It happened to me in Mexico another time, too, earlier in my life. I, I just have no idea. I just disappear and things just get fucked. Hey, Francois. Is that how I pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Hey, Bruce Moore here. I got my partners, Chris and Rena, all the way from Finland. Hey, I'll turn on my camera for you. There I have go. no camera. Zero chance I'm turning on my camera. Look at the pretty picture of me. She's eating fish <laughs> pizza. She's literally eating fish pizza. Well, wait, it's even worse than fish. Would you put tuna fish, canned tuna fish on your pizza? Never. Never. I agree. <laughs> Never. We've got a, we, uh, in South Africa, we've got anchovies on our pizza, which is... I've heard worse. of that, but not canned tuna. That's all kinds of wrong. No, no, no. Thank you. Yeah. I'd like, I think anchovies is worse because it kind of looks like pussy lips. You know? Oh! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, to, welcome to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. <laughs> yeah, how are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. good. What? How are you? You guys are in South Africa, right? Yes, yes. I think we've talked to, me and Chris were just talking, we've talked to somebody else down there, facing the gallows. You know oh, those wow, guys? Yeah, yeah. They're up in Joburg. We're down in Cape Town. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, yes. another heavy, real good heavy band. Yes, yes. They also, they went to Vulcan, I think, uh, yeah. last year or something. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. Anyway, how so thank you. you. Go ahead, Mina. Yeah, but how come you have a Scandinavian accent? Me? Yeah. You sounded no, like no, a person. I'm Afrikaans, so um, it's almost like a Dutch descent. So that's probably why. Right. Okay. Sorry for mixing my. my <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you look like a Viking, because you know. So it was an easy mistake to make. <laughs> yeah, we just have hot weather. Yeah, we don't have snow. So sometimes I wish I was a Viking. You you can still wear the funny helmet if you want to. Yes. 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 <laughs> so how was the band? It's good. Um, just a little bit uh, going wrong with the COVID stuff. We can't play shows and all that. And yeah. we went to tour to Europe this year. But yeah, obviously a few things did could not happen. So yeah, just a bit of a bummer. But at least we got to write some music and whatnot. So that's good. Yeah. Are you guys able to still record and write while you're under? Are you guys under lockdown right now or no? Uh, oh, we had levels. So from, I think, April or something like that was like complete lockdown. You couldn't go anywhere for like a month or a month and a half or something like that. So at the moment, we are on level one, and um, which is like very 
less restricted. But still, the there's I think there's been here in Cape Town like one metal show with like thirty people because that's yeah. all. Like. And then all also all our major our big clubs where we used to host shows they all closed down due to not having income. So we're all just sitting here waiting for someone to buy a club and just <laughs> open something again. <laughs> Man, oh man, COVID's been crazy for the music industry. It, it's it's been insane, man. It's been insane. So I was I was listening to Vessel of Man just a few minutes ago, and that is some heavy shit, and it's so well produced. How uh, how is it? What is it like trying to release an album or put out some new music in this in this climate that we're in? Um. Well, thank you. Thanks for that. Firstly. Secondly, um, we we the we are releasing another EP in a month, and we literally wrote and recorded all those tracks in our lockdown of South Africa. So we were done in about end of July. So let's say about three months. We took to write six songs, and we got some people to do solo guitars on it. So. I think it was a good experience. Like we had absolutely nothing else to do but get the creative juices flowing. We couldn't do shows. We couldn't meet with each other. So everything was done. I would say like remotely. Like I would write a piece and then send it to my other guitarist Peter, and then we'll send it to our drummer, and he will do the drums. And normally people don't worry about the bass because you just do that. Um, so, <laughs> that's how we did. You know what's amazing? <laughs> Bass player jokes transcend borders. <laughs> oh, it, always, always. It's never the same joke ever. It's never the same. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so it it was a good experience. It was obviously the first time ever doing it like that. Um, it went very quick, and because normally we would all get together, have an idea, work on it like that, go home do the scratch patch work on it some more and then meet again and try it out and see how it feels where now we couldn't actually see how it feels like in a jam space and all that. So it was quite interesting to do it like that. And so you did it all yourselves. Yes. Even mixed it. So, no, no, no. We've got a, we've got a, um, one of our good friends, his name is Heinrich. Um, he works at burning tone studios and he lives very close to me, and I just um, rec I recorded everything, and we went to record the vocals as soon as we could see friends and family in South Africa, which was I think in um, beginning of September. Yeah, we finished the vocals like in a few days, and then he mixed and mastered it. So it's it's South African. Uh, producer mixed and mastered the the new stuff and and the vessel of man the previous album that dropped he wow. also did that isn't it amazing how technology has allowed us to just make music at home yeah it is quite amazing i enjoy it so so it's like a process of he sends me a template of his uh, recording program his door that he uses yeah and i just record everything and zip it and send it back to him and that's it it's a good. That's Easy. a really good way to work. Now, yeah, yeah. because of COVID, was your drummer recording a real drum kit with mics, or were they playing like an electronic kit? 
Yes, electronic kit, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that also amazes me. Anyway. Yeah, well, uh, especially in South Africa, it's pretty expensive for us to to do it that way. Um, so the majority of the times we do use electronic drums, but um, hopefully we'll, uh, because we didn't have too much expenses this year so far band-wise, I think we can, we're going to do a big production next year for like, maybe one single track with the music video and what all that stuff. So we're going to see what the next steps are. We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. What, just if you don't mind me asking, if you wanted to track drums in a studio in South Africa, how much would that cost? Well, that's about 2000 bucks an hour. So, so in dollars, it will be $200 an hour, more or less. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It is quite expensive. So, um, and there's only limited places that do it. So, for example, the the Heinrich, the guy who did the mixing and mastering of all our latest two releases, he doesn't have the space. He's got like an attic in his house, and that's his own studio with a vocal booth, but there's no space for drums. Yeah, and yeah. it's in a dental area, so... You have to go to like one of these proper studios that charge you arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah, two hundred bucks an hour—that's insane. That mm. is like undoable. <laughs> like, like, like in Vancouver, Canada, which is like one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world, I can get the studio where they recorded Doctor Feelgood and the Black Album for seven hundred dollars a day Canadian. Wow, which is about like just over five hundred US. For the for tw- for a twelve hour lockout. Oh wow! Yeah, but it's because probably the um, there's more, I would say, clientele for that type of thing. Yeah. Where it's very it's very limited here in South Africa. So literally, they charge you so much to keep that place up and running. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So expensive! Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Thank God for software. so were you guys using real amps or amp simulators on your recording i'm sorry i'm taking it down this road but i'm just curious those are real amps those are real amps yeah Yeah. so it's just a reamping process that that gets done by by most studios so I think uh, we used uh, Mesa Dual Rectifier and a uh, good old trusty 5150. You can't complain about the 5150. No way. Not, not at all. So you not just DI'd straight into the DAW using an amp sim and then took the amp sim off and reamped it. And reamped it, yeah. It's unbelievable. Cool. So I don't it's know amazing. You, I don't know if you can see this here. Let me try and get it here. Can you see this? Yes. This is my reamping DI. I bought it for 200 Canadian dollars, like, God, I don't even know, 22 years ago or something. And it's still punched. And, and it still works, and it's probably saved me about $60,000 in studio time. Wow. <laughs> you know, over 20 years, it's crazy. Yeah, my, my, my friend Heinrich, with, um, he bought himself a tornado. Oh, yeah. Like one of the, those big, big, Big daddies. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Bruce, Rena, anyone? I'm taking this yeah. down a technical road, so. 
<laughs> I know it's so fucking boring. So when was the last time you exfoliated your feet with a strange person's pee? Oh, <laughs> what? Is that a question for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We have yeah. Please answer the question now. <laughs> I, I I didn't recall. Hello? You don't recall. I love that. Like there's been a time, but we're not gonna pick it out in the timeline. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, sorry, we've been laughing about this throughout our interviews today. I had like I had ordered these exfoliating socks and then they um, arrived and like with, with mm -hmm. giant letters on top it says like five percent urine. Can <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear me? We can yes, now. Yes, yes. Now we can. Hi, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's good to have you. <laughs> Thank you. So what Rain is not telling you is we took a break and she went to pee on her feet. <laughs> a jellyfish thing. And like pun very much intended, those pee socks didn't do shit for my feet. So <laughs> don't go down. All right. I, I can see you're extremely entertained by our, our, our toilet jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a pretty good metal scene in South Africa, right? It's pretty healthy. Um, clearly, it's 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 very dedicated, but not big. Okay, I mean, the, b before COVID, though, you had places to play, and there were, I mean, people are showing up because you got. A, I've seen a lot of bands from down there. Yes, yes, yes. So it's mostly, uh, I would say, the majority of the supporters are part of, of musical groups, but um, that's on the local side. Like, for example, if uh, like just before lockdown, end of March, or was the beginning of March, um, the Black Dahlia murder came over from, from the US, mm -hmm. and they played Gramfest, and the people came out in thousands, which, so big festivals, or like when there's an international band that comes down, it always draws the biggest crowds. But um, before COVID, there was like annually, I would say, like two or three shows a month where local bands would play. You'll get like 100 people there um, just rocking it out and having drinks. Mm. Are you able to tour around Africa or is that not a thing? Yes. No, we've done tours in the past. We've done the, we did uh, the whole of South Africa or all the major cities in South Africa in a week. Uh, we just... We did it with two other bands. We also, um, myself and Peter, were part of like a Bloodbath cover band called oh, wow. Bloodbath. Yeah. Bloodbath. So um, it was us and Bloodbath and Imperial Destruction, and we just toured. It was like a death metal trio that just toured. The, we toured Cape, uh, from Cape Town. We went to PE, uh, Port Elizabeth. We went to Durban, and then we went to Johannesburg, and we came back to Cape Town. So it was like a week trip that we did, you know. And then some of the bands tour to Botswana and Namibia, and that's about the furthest they go out in Africa. Just like, just our neighboring countries. Gotcha. Mm. Chris? Uh, I don't have anything else. Rena? No, this is interesting. Um, yeah, the whole, like, metal scenes in, in unexpected places are interesting topics. So maybe maybe you answered this already and I missed it. But like, what size are the venues there usually? Um, yeah, well, like locally, you draw like a hundred to one hundred and fifty people, right? Um, for like local bands, um, and then when international bands come through, depending on if it's a festival or just like a club club gig. 
it will pack the place out completely. Now, for example, a few years ago, Behemoth was here and the place was the places were packed all out there to do two shows. So, so stuff like that just brings out the crowd. And I always wonder, like, where are these people in the local bands play? Either the local bands aren't that good, or it's the older people who doesn't want to go out anymore and, like, party all night and just want to actually go watch the bands that come from overseas. Well, I'm, gotcha. an, older, I'm an older guy, and I like to party all night. Well, like that's great. You should come live here. <laughs> 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 Nobody believes you, Chris. What, what's that? Nobody believes you, Chris. No. You don't, you don't believe I like to party all night? Or that no, I'm an not, old guy? Not at all. I can <laughs> wear flannel pants just, you know, retiring for the night at 9.30 p.m. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made it till one. I made it till 2 in the morning on Friday. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. that's because of the whole, uh, yeah, you were partying because of the election. Yeah. Hey, what did you guys think of it? What was South Africa's reaction to the uh, the election news here? Well, um, it was good because um, I would say financial-wise, because we, we deal with, like, the, our band deals with a lot of international artists. For example, the art that we do for our covers and whatnot and merch and whatever. So we mostly deal with dollar with the band. So I think it's, it was good because I think the dollar dropped like with one full dollar to the compared to the rand after the election, which was nice. a plus point for us. But politically, I don't think because South Africa and the United States political, I'm going to call it battles, are so different. So we know we, I don't even know how to react towards it because it's so different. Like for us, you just vote and then all of a sudden this person pops up and he's your president. Now we don't vote for a president. Uh, we vote for political parties, which is... No, let me not get into that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Chris, if you don't and have anything else, go ahead. Think What's that? What did you guys think of it? I was super happy because I think it matters what kind of a person you are. I think there should be some level of integrity, honesty, and um, just accountability to every single one of us and when you have someone who's a complete shit of a person and <laughs> that's you know something that a lot of people look up to and and they act the way that they act it has a resounding effect on the entire world and the like public discourse and narrative on how people talk and and where we are going as a one nation one planet nation so i was ecstatic mm. to see the fucker go <laughs> yeah yeah and he's, 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 he's fighting, eh? He's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, he's just making an ass of himself. <laughs> yes, sure. And I, oh, that's not good. It's not but like I was, Yes, I was also quite relieved. I didn't even know how he became president in the first place. <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand the dynamics, how. But it's like, it's still, like, there was this perfect meme on the internet, or it was somebody's tweet. Remember when he made fun of that the handicapped reporter by actually oh, yeah. making like hand movements? 
And, um, and there was like somebody's tweet, like for the life of me, I will never understand how this wasn't the end of it. And I think it sums it up. Like, I don't understand, like you can be yay jobs or yay taxes, whatever. And this is a person who bragged about sexual assaulting women and made fun of handicapped people and pop like, you know, just shit, shit, shit person. And you're like, yes, this is what I want us to follow. So I will never, ever understand anybody who can yeah. sign their name under that. Sorry, political rant over. <laughs> it, it, it's, a cra- it's a crazy time to live here, I'll tell you that. My wife and I didn't, like, we were like, okay, we're, we're going to watch it on Tuesday and then we'll be able to take a break. And then, like, you know, we'd be up at six in the morning. Okay, what's happened overnight? And, like, get home from work. Okay, what's going on now? <laughs> Next thing you know, like, we're like, we're so tired. Like, oh, my God. You know, three days. <laughs> yeah, it went on forever. God. It did. But understandably, I mean, it's a freaking pandemic. You know, you can't, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't send people to die, you know? Mm. You got to give them yeah. access. Republicans are were the ones who stopped all the mail-in ballots to be, like, counted before the election day. You know, that they tried to start processing the votes and they put a ban on it or got their ban through on it. And then when they obviously are going to take way, way longer to count, it's like, stop the vote. <laughs> like, not, now you can't count them anymore. Like, we didn't let you count them before, and we sure as hell ain't going to let you count it after. <laughs> it was, it was, it, stop counting. For me, right. I'll say this. For me as a Canadian who, like in Canada, we don't vote for a president. We vote for people that represent our area. We're a parliamentary system. And then right. whatever political party gets the most members the leader of that party becomes the prime minister of canada so there's a lot more there's there's a lot more representation and it's not really a popular vote it's kind of i still think it could be better but living here and seeing how someone could be ahead by five million votes and still have the possibility of losing is really a concept i don't really understand yet yeah, yeah. No, same this side. Like, like I said, we. I think we work uh, exactly the same way. So we vote for political parties, and then, pop pops up your new president that you don't know. So, <laughs> right, it, it's very, really, it's strange. It's strange. Yeah. Hey, before we go, uh, if fans want to get a hold of you guys, how do they, are you pretty active online, and where do they find you? Oh, yes, we are pretty active online. We've got Twitter, we've got Instagram, Facebook. Mainly, uh, I think the majority of following is on our Facebook um, page. And we started, like, building up our Twitter from, I think, a few months ago. And that's been going well. And then, obviously, they can just sub to YouTube and, yeah. So you can find all our information on, on our Facebook Awesome. Thank you, man. You guys have anything else, Chris, Rena? I don't, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. And I urge Thanks everyone to go because it does sound super kick-ass. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, be safe, my friend. Take care. Yes, you guys too. And congratulations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. We'll see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, this is Scott from Fly in the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, 
or Band on the Rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.